Welcome to The Art of Badassery, where I explore what it takes to live life on your own terms, break free from the status quo, and unleash your inner badass. Whether you're a rebel at heart or simply seeking inspiration to step outside your comfort zone, this podcast is for you. I'm your host, Mahara Wayman, and each week I dive into the stories, insights, and strategies of those who have mastered the art of badassery and are living life to the fullest. They smile when no one is looking. Welcome listeners to another episode of The Art of Badassery. I'm your host, Mahara Wayman, and today I'm so privileged because I have Amparo Rojas, an empowerment coach, who's on a mission to help heart-centered feminine visionaries create high-impact, high-value services while scaling their business to those coveted $10,000 months. Born in Mexico and shaped by the dynamic fusion of cultures between Mexico and the United States, Amparo's dreams of being a model and a teacher have driven her throughout her life. She currently lives in the bustling city of Washington, D.C., though her heart's true home lies in the sun-soaked embrace of Southern California. She nurtures her friendships during her downtime, dances to her heart's content, delves deep into personal development, and finds solace in the mystical world of sound bowls and tarot cards. We are going to have fun today. Today, we are going to dive into her remarkable journey and tap into her invaluable insights on unleashing your inner badass. So without further ado, meet my guest, Amparo Rojas. Welcome, welcome. Hello, Mahara. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to share and to just really empower those women on this podcast today. Wonderful. I I have to chuckle. You guys won't know this, of course, because I only just hit the record button. But we started talking before I hit record and I got all all excited. And then I have to stop myself and say, oh, my God, let's talk about that in the podcast. So let's start about if, if we can go back a little bit. Can I ask how long have you been in the States? I've been on and off in the States for about 25 years. I was born in Mexico, grew up there for about a couple of years and then came to the U.S., but I visit Mexico often. All right. Wonderful. So you have talked about being on a spiritual journey. And can you share with us before you started that spiritual journey, what were you doing for a career? I, oh my gosh, it's so funny because I was just remembering this, I think yesterday, and it was through a powerful question that someone asked me. They said, um, if they, if your job would have given you six figures, would you have stayed in that job? And it really got me thinking because I was actually in the restaurant industry. I had served all over the restaurant industry. And then I finally made my way into management. Um, My next step was becoming the general manager of the location I was in. Um, But I just had that strong pull to do something different. So I chose to leave. How difficult was that? Because, you know, you say I chose to leave. I left my work. But it was not easy. And I know there's lots of listeners that can relate to what you're saying. So can I ask, was it an easy decision or did you wrestle with it for a while? It's really interesting because I've reflected back on the younger like ages of my life. And I realized that when I was younger, I just took decisions without even thinking about the repercussions or thinking about any 
sequences that would have come after that. So when I made the decision to leave the restaurant industry, it was easy in itself because I just felt like there was a true passion that I was fulfilling and I was willing to follow it, even if I didn't have the finances at the moment. You said something that I think is really interesting, and that was the word willing. Mm -hmm. I'm throwing this out to listeners. How many of you in this moment are willing to ask yourself the tough questions? And I, I, I say that because for many of, for much of my life, I wasn't. I just did what I wanted. It wasn't, I didn't make it a tough question because I didn't give it any thought. So you were willing to make, to follow your dream is what I'm hearing. Oh correct? my gosh. Yes. Did you know what the dream was? It's interesting. I did not. I just knew that this thing in front of me excited me more than the thing I had been doing for so many years. And I remember sitting on my couch that day and I remember telling myself, this is what is making you happy. You will figure out the rest later. And I put in my notice, I quit. And my business grew exponentially within the first year. Um, then after that, it was a little bit more challenging, but that passion and that purpose and just that trust, I'm willing to figure it out later, was really what allowed me to just say enough. Okay, but where does that trust come from? Because it's a struggle. Like, are you trusting in yourself? Are you trusting in spirit, universe, God? family, the neighbor, your high school coach, like what, where, who are you placing the trust in? I think now that I have had time to um, be more conscious with my decisions, for me, it's really trusting myself to make it happen and that I would not leave any stone unturned. So that's one piece. And then the second piece is really beginning to trust and strengthen that trust with God for me, spirit, the universe, life. Um, you know, in the past five years, I've gone through this spiritual journey. So I have a little bit of a better understanding of what God means for me. So I think when you combine those two things, trusting yourself and that you will do everything to make yourself make it happen and then trusting that there's a larger force supporting you in making that happen um really allows you to make bigger decisions that impact your life and can i just jump in and say impact the lives of others because the thing that i see i'm not we're both entrepreneurs and of course i i talk to many women entrepreneurs on the show but even in my business there's a there's a back there's a string that ties all of us together, which is this burning desire to make a difference in the world. And I think having trust in ourselves in a bigger picture is part of that, right? Oh, absolutely. Trusting yourself in that your journey will ripple out either to those closest of you or to a woman who never has once seen you, but read about your work. So I think when you begin to just realize how impactful your decisions can be and the willingness to go first in your life and to put yourself and your happiness and your dreams first above anything or anyone really does create that ripple, as you were saying, 
women see you, men see you, they're watching you. And as little or subtle of the decision or action that you take, that in itself is rippling out into that web, as you were mentioning. It's why community is so important. And it's everything when we do and ripple, there is a ripple effect. We are in essence creating community and community, especially in this day and age when we are so technologically advanced on the one hand, and yet so many of us feel so isolated and not not connected to others or not part of a community. When we find our passion and we, we take aligned action in our passion, we are creating community with the ripple effect. So anyway, thank you for that. I'd like to go back though, because you mentioned the start of your spiritual journey. And I'm curious, what prompted that? So it was a combination of things. I was actually with a partner at that time who was going through um, these amazing festivals and he was inviting me to these journeys with him and his friends and they had already started their spiritual journeying. I knew nothing about what a spiritual journey was. Um, I was very tapped into like my old ways and through these experiences with him, through being around with such amazing people and through journeys like plant medicine and crystals, that in itself had its ripple effect onto me. And that relationship actually ended, which was very interesting. What I believe the ending of like my life at that point, because I was so in love, it was the beginning of the new season of my life. And it was the rebirthing that happened. It was such a profound experience that it really opened a lot for me. And mostly in the beginning, it was a lot of questions, a lot of questioning. Where am I headed? Why am I doing these things? Why do I keep repeating these patterns? I keep seeing this. Why is this coming up? So there was a lot of questioning. And that ending allowed me to start the process of therapy and coaching and healing. And the more I stuck with that, the more consistent I was with my healing, the better I felt. And I realized, okay, there's something here. I just need to keep being consistent in this, and that's where it all began for me. That's a great story. Um, how was your family as you were going through this transition? Because I can only imagine that to see their loved one embark on a spiritual path, if that's different from the family upbringing, first of all, is that's something. And then to have your heart broken, and then to embark on an even deeper path of personal development, personal growth, personal understanding. I'm just curious, how was the, how was your circle of influence as they watched you blossom? Yeah, that's a great, great question. I don't think I've even asked myself that before, but I now um, seeing it from now, from then, like, I think, you know, it was a very lonely path. I did not have much of a support system with my family. Um, my family now is beginning to really grow together, really love. But back then, it was such a chaotic household that I don't even think they realized what I was going through or how deep it was. And all of the people around me, friendships, really began to break because 
I was just moving along so quickly on my healing and on my journey that I no longer fit those little rooms or those rooms. So my journey then was very lonely. I had my therapist. I had one best friend who did not understand what I was going through, but listened, which was great. And then I had a coach who was guiding me along the way. And she was really that light that allowed me to understand what it was that I was going through. What a gift. And I think this idea, I think many people shy away or resist going down this path of personal development because it can feel uncomfortable. It can be incredibly lonely. And there can be a sense, I'm speaking personally from my sense, from me, a sense of loss that I no longer connect the same way, in the same way with some of the same people from my past. We just don't speak the same language anymore. I don't, it's not that I don't love them, but when I get together with them, it's almost as if I'm stepping into a different plane of existence, not, not lower or higher, just different to what I'm spending most of my time with, which is in this, in this arena. So very, very astute observation. It can be very lonely. So the start of your, the breakup was one very transformational experience that you've had in your past that has led you to where you are today. Can you speak of any others? Yes, absolutely. So I've been an entrepreneur for the past four years, and I believe that entrepreneurship is one of the wildest, most magical, challenging, liberating journeys someone can embark on. I believe that entrepreneurship will really bring up all of your shadows, your fears, and at the same time, it's where you get to meet the highest version and parts of you. When I started entrepreneurship, I really embarked on this journey of growth and expansion which allowed me to recreate myself and the stories in my life. My family came from a very, very scarce background, very scarce upbringing. There was a lot of trauma, a lot of scarcity that was being reflected in my day-to-day. -day. So even as an entrepreneur in the beginning, it was like the broke artist or the broke entrepreneur needing to give her gifts and her medicine for some form of um, validation. So that was a big piece of my journey of expansion and growth. When I started entrepreneurship, I think that you get to meet yourself and it's over and over and over at new levels every single time. So that's one piece of it. And I feel like everything that you learn and everything you integrate in entrepreneurship, you also integrate it into your life. So it's just a reflection. I don't believe that they are separate. As you move in your day-to-day -day personal intimate experiences in life, you move in your business. So when I started entrepreneurship, I actually started the process of healing my emotions because I realized that my emotions from my day-to-day -day were being reflected in my business. I'm going to ask you to give us an example because while I understand, I just want to make sure our listeners can really understand and relate to perhaps relate to what you're saying because it is so important. So can you give us an example of when 
you realized that your life life was being reflected in your business life and why that may not have been productive for you? Yes. One that comes to mind is, and I feel like a lot of women experience this in their businesses, is value. So like I mentioned, when I went through my spiritual journey, I was so tied and so in love with this person that I just wanted him to see the value in me. How could he leave me for someone else? That meant to me in my heart, there is someone more valuable than me, someone that brings more to the table. So because there was a lack or there was not a strengthening in my own value of who I am as a woman, as a human being, I could see that playing out in my business and how I priced or how I delivered my services. So if someone didn't buy from my courses or at the time my jewelry line, I took it upon myself and attached an emotional charge there saying, I'm not valuable. They don't find value in this because I'm not valuable. So when I realized that, that I'm valuable as a woman and that my work is valuable in itself, I started seeing that in my business. So naturally, I started attracting women that saw the value in my business and that wanted to pay because of the value they were getting in their lives. So that's an example that I feel like so many women, so many entrepreneurs, so many coaches are challenged with. So we're going to take a short break right now, but I'll be back with my guest within 60 seconds. Ladies, unlock your inner badass and transform your life with my monthly subscription workshop. For just $47 a month, you'll have exclusive access to work closely with me, Mahara Wayman, as we dive deep into all things badass from personal development to conquering your goals. Imagine waking up every day with confidence, purpose, and a smile that radiates your newfound strength. Take advantage of this badass opportunity and join us today at www.mindfulnesswithmahara.com and start your journey toward a happier, more confident you. Smile when no one is looking. You've earned it. I would agree because it, it sounds very familiar to me. You know, we, and I said this to someone the other day, I feel that sometimes I fall into the trap of, I pretend like I get it. And it's my ego talking. Oh no, I get it. Oh yeah, yeah, I get it. But I'm not really getting it. I'm not really feeling it. And so I think this, from personal experience, yes, entrepreneurship has given me, oh my goodness, so many opportunities almost daily to step up and, and you know, be my better self and to learn and to know myself better. But one of the biggest things is it's given me the opportunity to, to give myself permission to really feel what I'm feeling. Even if what I'm feeling is I feel I suck, then I go, okay, you know what? That's not really true. <laughs> like, so I, I, I play a little bit with feeling what I'm feeling, but recognizing that it's not attached to my value. My value is intrinsic. I don't have to prove anything to anybody, but it requires a lot of inner work. And that's what I noticed as an entrepreneur is forget going to business school. I just needed to do the inner work. Like really it's the inner work because anybody can, you can Google, how do I create a reel on social media, for example, but it's pretty hard to Google. How do I fix my inner child who thinks she's worthless? Right? That requires 
support. So thank you for that. Thank you for that example. Once, can you share with us something from your business that kind of knocked you sideways in a good way? Like, OMG, I did it. We'd love to hear that. Yes. So it, I think it was August of 2020. I invested the most I had ever invested in a coach. And it was, I'll say numbers because it's important and it's great to talk about money openly. I invested $28,000 in a coach and it was a three month coaching experiment or experience. And I was so excited. I was like, yes, like I'm going to get clients and I'm going to propel my finances. Three months later, I was on the floor of my apartment in fetal pose crying because I got zero clients and it took me an entire year to process what had happened at first I was so angry and then that went into okay I understand this what is the lesson there has to be some lessons here and during that entire year of really processing that what that investment was I realized that when I invested that I was coming from a space of save me fix it for me, give me the answers instead of learning to trust myself, empower myself and stand strong when things were going right, but stand stronger when things weren't going right. So I really harnessed that in that year. And I believe that though that was the inner work that I needed to do. So once I figured that out, I rebranded and within eight weeks, I went from $2,000 to a $10,000 month in, in less eight weeks. weeks. Wow. So what I'm hearing, apart from all this other great tidbits, is your timeline and the universe's timeline weren't in sync. In other words, and, and I, this is me, people, full vulnerability here. I'm very creative. And I have all these amazing ideas of how my business is going to take off. And I'll be frank and say, none of them have worked the way that I thought they would. And I finally have to, I'm learning to go, okay, while I'm very creative, there's somebody, something even more creative than me. And I don't know the how, I just know what I want the end result to be. And I grew up with a dad that said to me all the time, that's not your business, that's the universe's business. Of course, I didn't know what the hell he was talking about then, 40 years ago. 50 years ago, but that's, he was very astute. So that's a, that's a phenomenal story. And thank you for sharing the numbers because they are kind of shocking. They are a little shocking, right? But wow, but that's in the past. And what an amazing lesson that you've learned. It leads me to think about this phrase that we talk about quite a bit in the industry. And I'm sure you do too, which is life happens for us, not to us. But I'm wondering how difficult was that? The Was that the year long lesson where you learned that lesson or had you do you think you learned it sooner than that? You just didn't recognize it. No, I think that that was a lesson and that was the most amazing investment I could have made because during that year, I really learned the lesson of learning how to trust yourself and how to empower yourself. So now anytime I make an investment, it does not come from a space of fix it, heal me, give me the answers. It really comes from a space of, I can do this and I'm willing to do this. And this person that is supporting me through this is not 
the force behind my business. I'm the force behind my business. This person is guiding me, opening up the channels, is really clearing the path, really supporting me, empowering me. And that was a big difference. And I think that that's something that is so prevalent in the coaching industry. So many women see other coaches in their successes. So they go and invest for the reasons in which I invested, which are really bypassing that inner work. And the inner work is empowering yourself and really strengthening that personal power. And then everything else is just adding to your personal power and your vision and mission. I think it comes down to, and, and thank you for that observation. I think it really comes down to this understanding that everything happens on the inside first everything happens from the inside. You know, things are first in thought, then in form. And if we don't do the inside work, I guarantee you're going to create a situation where you're going to be forced to do the inside work. Just like you shared an investment of $28,000 a year later, it took you a year to do the inside work to figure that out. But it's such a difficult concept for people, especially if they're not in the self-development industry. They're just like, you know what? I just... I just need to get through the day. Jesus, I just need to get through the day. I just need to get a job. I just need to get, I just need to meet the right guy. I just need to find the right job. And I struggle. I have two young, well, I have two adult children. And it breaks my heart when I hear them say things. They're both girls. And, you know, mom, I just need to find the right guy. And I just, I close up a bit inside because I'm like, no, you don't. You actually don't. You need to be totally whole and happy with yourself. And then the right guy will come along or the right girl, whatever. But it's such a difficult lesson, I think, for humans. Because that's the society we live in. We are taught, especially as women, that you need to be, you need to do this, be this, have this in order to be valued. You need to have a good, you need to find a good man. My God, if anybody said that to me today, I think I'd deck them. I mean, <laughs> I have found a good man. But you know what I mean, Right. So it's a big lesson. It's a big lesson. What are some other things that you have learned in your entrepreneurial journey that you recognize are bigger than just being an entrepreneur? That is an amazing, amazing question. I think one of the biggest things that I have recognized on a larger scale is the importance of strengthening your relationship with spirit. You can try to achieve all these wild goals and you will, right? I always, my mantra is I can and I will. And there's nothing that I can't achieve, but sometimes we tend to focus so much on the material, the shininess, the when things are going right, that we really forget or disconnect from what is truly important, which for me, and I'm sure for many, many women listening to this is the spiritual journeying and the spiritual evolution that we have chosen to embark on. And they don't have to be separate from your business. They actually are not. But when we are hitting those numbers, when we're getting the clients, it's so easy to just say another one and another one and another one. So I think like on a larger scale, what I have learned through all of this is really centering myself and really anchoring in the larger message, which for me through the spiritual journey is that connection to source. Wow. I could see myself 
as you were talking, because while I haven't hit those numbers, when I daydream, I daydream that I hit them. And I'm like, well, I've said, oh, I'm going to change that number from 10 to 20. Oh, it's my daydream. I'm going to go from 20 to 40. Oh, you know what? This is my dream. Go big or go home. But I realized, full disclosure, I get caught up in the winning and the success of how this is going to be interpreted. And then I feel guilty for that. So it can feel like a bit, a bit like a rat, like you're on a wheel, like a hamster wheel. And what I think is so beautiful about what you're saying is it is possible, ladies, that we find balance in our lives. And we are deserving of it all, whatever we want. But be aware that as a spiritual being having a human existence, there's a level of alignment and honoring that will serve us as we live in the human world, which has mortgages and cars and trips to the Caribbean and, you know, designer clothes, but it's finding that balance. And to me, that's the journey. It's how do I balance my material needs with my spiritual wants? Or maybe you could switch that. How do I balance my spirit, my, my spiritual wants with my material needs? Do you know what I mean? Like they're interchangeable. Ooh, that was juicy. I like that one. I feel like I should make a t-shirt out of that. <laughs> so just to, just to make sure I'm on the same page here, you've been in business as an empowerment coach for four years and you've had tremendous success. Do you work with people one-on-one -on -one in person or are you, did, are, you, are, are you online or do you do a combination of both? Tell me a bit of, more about your business. Yeah, so currently it's one-on-one -on -one and uh, group offerings. So the one-on-one, -on -one, I work with women who really want to dive in. And then the group coaching, which is all about the coaching experience, learning how to sell, learning how to create your signature offers, learning how to message to your ideal woman, really all about that coaching experience. Um, and then I also have, you know, free community groups for women who are entrepreneurs or just women in general who want to connect, heal, empower each other. Um, right now I'm in the process of scaling my business. So I'm going to create online offers um, that are just you know, ready to go packaged up for the women who wants to self lead herself. Um, so right now I'm in a massive like shift in my business. So I was telling one of my clients, I almost feel like a baby, like on little training wheels. Like I know what I'm doing, but then now it's like, okay, let's take it up a notch. So it feels exciting right now in my business. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that. There's so much, there's so much joy in the world even as an entrepreneur, if we give ourselves permission to see it. And, you know, I, I, somebody asked me this years and years ago, I think it was a radio show was asking, like it was a competition and it was, you know, tell us 10 things that make you happy or something like that. And I was furiously coming up with these answers. And I realized one of the number one things on my list was when I hear my children laugh, mm -hmm. that takes away any pain or angst or, or anger or annoyance or stress that I have in the days to hear my, my children laugh, even as adults. And I think what I got from you just watching you because your energy just, you know, it just lit up the podcast world. Those of you that can't aren't watching the video, I mean, she just smiles so broadly with excitement at the fact that she is stepping up into her next level of her business. 
but that idea of bringing joy into your world and into your day, it is absolutely possible as an entrepreneur, even when you are just learning how to do it. So I really do encourage all of you that are listening, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, give yourself permission to find joy in your day because you are here for a reason. You matter. And the world is a beautiful place, even if you've had hurts along the way. So I just wanted to slip that in there because it is possible to step away from your hurts and, and have a memory with them that actually serves you instead of one that pulls you down. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with our audience today about your journey or about where you see your business in the future? I think just to pull on what you were sharing, um, one of the biggest realizations that I have had in the past six months is I don't have to be just the entrepreneur or the partner. I can be both. And I think that that's that harmonious balance that as women, we get to create in our life. We can have an enriching, loving relationship with our intimate partner. We can have a healing communal relationship with our family. And we can also have a really beautiful story with our business and our finances. It will take work. It's not easy. It's extremely challenging if you're doing it alone by the power of community and coming together as women and really enriching the lives of other women along the way as we meet them is really creating that rippling effect. And what I have learned is I can be a good sister and a good friend and a good partner, and I can also be financially thriving in my business. So if that's the goal for many women who are listening to us, know that it is possible and it's attainable, it's achievable, and we can create whatever story we want in our lives. I don't think I could have said that any better. I've really enjoyed chatting with you. There's so much more that we could talk about sound bowls and, and friendships and, and what to do when, when everything seems to be going wrong. But I'm going to suggest that we hold that for another podcast. With your permission, I would love to have you back so that we can delve a little bit further into some of those other nuances of being a professional woman and a great friend and a great partner alongside of a thriving entrepreneur. Please check out our show notes. I'll have all the contact information for all of the wonderful work that she's doing there. And I would encourage you to reach out if you are an entrepreneur and you are looking for some support to take your business up to the next level. I think this girl is the bomb. Thank you again for joining us. My name is Mahara. This has been the Art of Badassery, and I will see you next week. Thank you for tuning in to the Art of Badassery. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and gained valuable insights to help unleash your inner badass. If you found this podcast helpful, please leave a rating or review on your favorite platform. Your feedback not only helps me improve the show, but it also helps others like yourself discover the podcast. Until next time, keep embracing your authenticity and living life on your terms. Here's to you.